Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. So glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope that it's a huge blessing to you. Today, I want to talk about Bible reading and different ways that you can do it. Because I think one of the most important things that we can remember when we're approaching our Bible is that there isn't one right way to do it. Maybe you've heard that you should start in a specific book or you should read starting Genesis and go all the way through to Revelation or that you should read X amount of pages a day. But whatever you've heard, I want to break that off and truly let you live in freedom because I think we can be so afraid of letting the Holy Spirit guide us. And let me explain that. When I say that, I think we are afraid to let go of how we've been doing something because we know it's good. But maybe, just maybe, God has a better way for us to do it, maybe in the season of life that we're in, or he wants to teach us something. And like last week's episode about being a recovering achiever, this is a huge one for me. We need to let go of the stigma that it needs to look a certain way, or we need to cross it off and really just let the Holy Spirit guide us. So I'll start with just being totally honest with how my Bible reading has been going. I still struggle to read it at the same time every day. And you might say, gasp, you should read it first thing every morning. You know, don't you know how many times the Bible says that you'll be blessed if you rise early or if you meet God in the morning. And yes, I've heard those verses a ton of times. But hear me out when I'm reading it at the same time every day, and it's the same kind of journaling questions, or I'm kind of in a rut and it's all the same. It really is easy for it to become mechanical to me. And that's not the point. The point is to actually connect with God and foster that relationship. It's not just about learning more about him. It's certainly not just about learning more head knowledge and trying to get smarter about the Bible. While theology does help us in learning how to read the Bible for ourselves is very important. We also just need to remember that our Bible reading's primary purpose is for us to connect with our Father. He wrote it so that we could get to know Him, not just know about Him. So my Bible reading does look a lot like waiting for the Holy Spirit to impress it on my heart. And that's not something that I'm perfect at. I have an episode about the Holy Spirit. That's something that God is still healing, me being able to hear his voice well. And so I don't want it to sound like he just impresses on my spirit and this is this big flowery showy thing. And I sit down and I read my Bible and it's glorious. It's not like that. But when I get the nudge from the Holy Spirit to read it, okay, now would be a good time. Or maybe I'm starting to spiral with frustration or I'm getting tired and I just need to sit and rest and read his word. 
So sometimes that is first thing in the morning. Other times it's at nap time. Sometimes it's at night. And this can be multiple times throughout the day. Because we also want to get away from the fact, the idea that once we've done it, we're done for the day. Like he might be calling us to it. We might need a reset. Like I can't tell you how many times I need a midday reset, whether it's at lunchtime, nap time, or the girls go to bed. And at night, I just need to recenter my heart and my focus on who he is and what his word says. So now that that's out of the way, I'd love to give you some practical tips on how that you can approach your Bible reading and your time spent in the word, depending on where you are in your season and what might be most helpful for you in learning and growing. So if you're new to reading the Bible, I would say one of my favorite things to do now is to pick a book of the Bible and spend a lot of time in it read it over and over and over. If it's a longer book, just keep reading it like Proverbs, read a proverb a day, or I've been stuck in Ephesians and first John for a couple of years where it just feels like I can't read them enough and read them over and over and let different things stand out. And if you want to highlight things and study things and pull, you know, focus on different threads throughout the book, that's a really fun way to do it. Another thing that I really like doing is listening to the Bible being read. There's a ton of Bible apps. I use YouVersion and it'll read it out loud to you as you go about your day. And sometimes it's so much better to have that as background noise than a podcast or something. And just let the word of God kind of permeate my heart and kind of seep into the rest of my life where it might feel like little mundane moments can turn into, wow, I didn't. I've never seen that about God's character in this spot in the Bible, or or this is the pick me up. I really needed the amazing thing about the Bible being alive is that it does speak to us and it can feel like God just wrote that for us. Like while we were sleeping, he just put it in there just for us to find. So sometimes my, I study the Bible more is how I would call it. So I read a portion, like I read part of a chapter, a chapter or a book or whatever I have time for. Maybe I listen to a book of the Bible and then I sit down and write out what I read. And then the second line is what stood out, like what stands out out of this passage that I just read. And then the third question, what it says about God. Number four, how does this affect me? And then you can go into gratitude and prayer if you if that's something that you do. I highly recommend a gratitude practice and then like a praise. Praise flows so easily out of gratitude and then makes a massive difference on our attitude and how we're approaching the day. So I like to I'll just put a plug in for a gratitude or a praise practice in your journaling or devotion time. So in those questions, it allows me to just take a step back on what I just read and go, what actually is standing out to me? Like what's here on the surface level? What's going on? And then second, what does it say about God? We can so easily jump to what does this say I'm supposed to be doing? Like how many times have you read the Bible and been like, what should I do? What, how should I act uh, what is this asking me to do? 
how can I do better? And we're using the Bible as a way to like, as like a self-help book when it's not, it's actually a story. It's a story about who God is, which makes me want to read the introduction to the Jesus storybook Bible. Sally Lloyd-Jones puts it so beautifully. She says, now some people think the Bible is a book of rules telling you what you should and shouldn't do. The Bible certainly does have some rules in it. They show you how life works best, but the Bible isn't mainly about you and what you should be doing. It's about God and what he has done. Other people think the Bible is a book of heroes showing you people you should copy. The Bible does have some heroes in it, but as you'll soon find out, most of the people in the Bible aren't heroes at all. They make some big mistakes, sometimes on purpose. They get afraid and run away. At times, they are downright mean. No, the Bible isn't a book of rules or a book of heroes. The Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about this story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories are telling one big story, the story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. So I'll end there, but I love how she puts that. And it's a story about God and who he is more than a book of rules, a book of things that we should be doing, or even heroes, a people that we should be following and emulating. It's about who God is. So that's why that first question after what stood out, like what is this telling you about who God is? Because that's what we're trying to learn. Who is he so that we can get to know him? And then the next question, how does this affect me? So first of all, who does this say God is? And then second, how does this fact about who God is impact me? And sometimes I'll jot down, how does this passage affect me? But I try to think through, how does this fact about God's character affect me and shape how I will go forward? Because how we behave should be a direct outpouring of who God is and how we see him and how we view him and his greatness. So again, just letting that shape who we are. Hi there, friends. If you are desiring a deeper relationship with God, I have a resource that is just for you. It's called the Revival Starter Kit. I think so many of us crave more in our relationship with God and wish that we could experience some revival and some reviving in times of dryness in our relationship with God. The foundation for personal revival is your relationship with God. And to grow that intimate connection, we have to have a well-balanced view of Him. In this starter kit, I want you to take a deep look at your perceptions of God so that you can begin to uncover any limiting beliefs about Him then you can reframe those limiting beliefs so that you can fall in love with God anew. You can grab that resource at the link below this episode and jump into getting a fresh look at your relationship with God and what you can do to move forward into a more vibrant walk with the Lord 
and a truly alive Christianity that you're excited about. Another way that you can do journaling when you come to your Bible time, it can be kind of separate from your actual time in the word. And you can write out a list of gratitude, a list of things you want to remember. Like, remember how God came through here. And it's kind of like praising him. And then surrender. What am I surrendering to his control? Let's just start our day out giving this over to him. Affirmations and prayer. So these are just different ideas that you can take from and and build, build your own Bible time and tweak it and shape it and try different things. That's all I've done. And I would say right now my Bible time looks most like in the morning, I grab my journal and I write out and I kind of ask God, what would you like me to focus on today? What do you want from me today? Uh, And trying to keep my brain on in the early morning. So I write it out as a prayer and like listen back for his answer. And sometimes it's super clear and other times it just kind of get an idea of what my priorities should be. And then, like I said, I read my Bible throughout the day as I feel like God is impressing on me and I've been reading a lot of books. So in the morning I might journal and then read a book right now. One of the books that I'm reading is imperfect disciple by Jared Wilson. Another thing that I didn't mention that's super fun when you're journaling through what you're reading. If you get your journal out while you are doing your reading, you can read a passage, a few verses, a chapter, big or small, and paraphrase it. Write it out in your own words. There's something actually really powerful about seeing it in your own thought process. Like this is really how I'm seeing this. And this is what is standing out to me in my reading. I'd like to link to a series on the podcast Verity about Bible versions, and you can get some more information about which Bible version might be a blessing to you to read right now. Um, If you've always read just one, I highly recommend getting a, a fresh perspective. And I am not a scholar on the different versions, but other people are and have put together amazing resources for you to reference and find a Bible that that fits your needs right now for readability and other preferences. So I hope you feel empowered by this short episode, just that you don't have to do your Bible reading any specific way, but there are beautiful ways and fun ways to incorporate the word of God into your life. Another thing I'd like to mention is a bookmark that I started using. You can get them on Amazon, but it's basically just A to Z on a piece of like cardstock cut to the size of a bookmark. At the top, it says something like attributes of God. And the reason she developed this resource is to encourage you to memorize a verse that goes with an attribute of God for all 26 letters of the alphabet. So that's what my current bookmark is. And I have only worked through a few of the letters so far, just as they come to me and 
I think, oh, this is an attribute of God that's really important to me, or that I would really like to instill in my kids. And we work on memorizing it and then work through the alphabet. And it's been super fun. So that's a great way to incorporate memorizing the Bible and a way to remember it, as well as then tying it to what do I want to remember about who God is from his word. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.